What if decision-making systems were designed to uplift the potential in any given opportunity? I'm not talking about blind optimism or false hope or toxic positivity. I mean what if we were to choose to make decisions based on thoroughly considered potential rather than in response to the deficit-focused critiques we're fearful of? What if? Welcome to A Little TLC, the podcast where we embark on an enlightening journey through the ever-evolving world of education. I'm your host, Heather Volchko, and I'm on a mission to empower educators and changemakers to skillfully navigate the intricacies of serving our most exceptional students. Every month, we'll be exploring a unique and timely theme in a mini-series format, whether we're digging into inclusive teaching practices, addressing student mental health challenges, or exploring the intricate connection between our personal and professional lives, each month offers an in-depth exploration of weekly topics that truly matter. I hope you're ready to be both challenged and inspired because this is a little TLC. Critical self-talk refers to the internal dialogue or narrative that people engage in, which is often self-critical, negative, or judgmental in nature. It involves the ongoing stream of thoughts, beliefs, and interpretations we have about ourselves, our actions, and our abilities. Depending on what we do with it, our inner dialogue can significantly impact our self-esteem, emotional well-being, and behavior. Critical self-talk typically manifests as harsh, derogatory statements or beliefs about ourself. For example, phrases like, I'm not good enough, I'll never succeed, or, I always mess things up are common examples of critical self-talk. These negative messages often stem from internalized beliefs about our worth, competence, or value based on past experiences, societal expectations, or comparisons with others. Critical self-talk is usually judgmental and unforgiving, creating a pervasive sense of self-doubt and inadequacy. People who engage in critical self-talk tend to constantly second-guess themselves, fear failure, or experience anxiety about their performance. This inner criticism can be relentless, intruding into various aspects of life and undermining our confidence and self-assurance. Taking this one step further, critical self-talk can also become a habitual pattern of thinking, reinforced by repetition and internalized over time. This can make it challenging for people to break free from negative thought patterns to cultivate a more positive and compassionate inner dialogue. Left unchecked, critical self-talk can contribute to low self-esteem, depression, and a variety of other mental and physical health issues. Let's pause here for a moment. It's important to note that critical self-talk is not necessarily reflective of reality or objective truth. Rather, it reflects distorted perceptions and beliefs influenced by past experiences, societal norms, and personal insecurities. Addressing critical self-talk is absolutely possible. It involves cultivating awareness of these negative thought patterns and challenging them with more balanced and compassionate perspectives. More on that in a little bit. So what happens if these critical comments about ourselves start showing up in our profession? What if our profession includes making decisions about other people? What if our profession attracts similarly-minded people? And they continue to reinforce similarly-minded decisions? And solidify these views in procedures and criteria? Uh-oh. Yikes. All of that from just talking down to myself? So where do we start? Are you ready to choose a transformative learning journey that allows you to absorb, reflect, and apply new knowledge at your own pace? This week is Workshop Week at TLC. Join us for a collection of pre-recorded, immersive learning experiences designed to empower you with practical skills and moments of introspection. 
Our workshops tend to be the perfect blend of structured learning and personal growth. Each session includes dedicated time for reflection and application, so you can truly internalize what you've learned. But that's not all. By becoming a member of the TLC Network, you gain access to professionals committed to walking this experience together. Learners get access to valuable webinars, enriching workshops, and engaging guest hangouts. Supporters gain access to our vibrant online community, monthly Q&A sessions, and join discussions in a little PLC. Clever, right? Either way, you'll be among the first to access our podcast and blog pairing every week. Don't miss this unique opportunity to engage in some self-discovery and personal growth. Join us and see the positive impact this week's workshop can have on your life. I believe we actually can begin to shift these entrenched systems by challenging our own internal dialogue toward cultivating a more balanced perspective. This requires recognizing the inherent biases and limitations of our own thinking patterns and actively seeking out alternative viewpoints before and during making decisions that impact other people. By learning to question the validity of negative beliefs, cultivate self-compassion, and focus on strengths and accomplishments, we can gradually shift towards a more positive and empowering inner dialogue. Sure, this sounds great. But how do we start challenging our thinking if we aren't even noticing our thoughts should be challenged? Enter, cognitive restructuring. Although it might sound like a scary thing, cognitive restructuring is a therapeutic technique used in cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, to help individuals identify and challenge negative thought patterns or cognitive distortions. The process involves examining and reframing unhelpful or irrational beliefs in order to promote more adaptive thinking and behavior. Here's how cognitive restructuring works. The first step in cognitive restructuring is to become aware of negative thought patterns, also known as cognitive distortions. These distortions often involve automatic, habitual thoughts that contribute to feelings of distress, anxiety, or depression. Examples include all-or-nothing thinking, expecting the worst possible outcome, and blaming oneself for external events. Once negative thought patterns have been identified, we learn to challenge their validity by examining the evidence for and against them. This involves asking questions like, is there any evidence to support this belief? Are there alternative explanations or interpretations, or, what would I tell a friend in this situation? Once we consider the evidence, we are encouraged to generate alternative, more balanced perspectives that challenge our negative beliefs. This might involve reframing the situation in a more realistic or compassionate light, considering alternative explanations or outcomes, or focusing on strengths and resources. Finally, we test our new beliefs through behavioral experimentation, putting our revised perspectives into practice and observing the outcomes. This could involve engaging in new behaviors, taking small risks, or challenging avoidance behaviors in order to gather evidence that might actually contradict our initial negative beliefs. You see? We actually can learn to develop greater awareness of our thought patterns, challenge our negative beliefs, and cultivate more adaptive ways of thinking and responding to life's challenges. Ultimately, the journey towards a more equitable and compassionate diagnostic system begins with a fundamental shift in mindset one that acknowledges the inherent worth and potential of every person, regardless of their perceived deficits. This also means that, through self-reflection, empathy, and a commitment to challenging entrenched systems of business as usual, decision-makers actually can pave the way for a more just and inclusive system. Systems are not permanent, they are made up of decisions and every decision is made by a person. This means we have the power to change these systems by choosing to see the world differently and making decisions that reflect our new perspective. 
Hey, before you jump back into your busy life, we want to invite you to head over to thresholdlearning.org, your one-stop destination for all things TLC. Here you'll find our blog with this episode's show notes, our ever-expanding bookshelf of resources, and anything else we've talked about. Trust us, there's a ton of benefits waiting for you to explore. Just head over to thresholdlearning.org, click on network, and we'll see you on the inside. Sharing the podcast with your colleagues is the easiest way to support the show. You can find us at Threshold Learning TLC on Facebook and Instagram. A personal recommendation is by far the best way to share the podcast. Let them know they can listen on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else they catch their podcasts. Just be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. You can email us at info at thresholdlearning.org. We always enjoy connecting with fellow educators and champions for educational justice. You can find everything you're looking for at thresholdlearning.org. See you there.